Well, hey, back. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Where was that coming from? Anyways, all right. Fine. You just God. keep that. You keep that. You should keep that. That's perfect. I'm going to use that as a blooper. I'm definitely using it as a blooper. Wherever the hell that was going. All right, here we go again. <laughs> Presenting your Royal Highness, our illustrious King Julian, self-proclaimed Lord of the Lemurs, etc., etc. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, God, that was terrible. Anyways, <laughs> welcome to another episode of King Julian Podcast. I am your host, Julian Owens, as always. Um, with me, I have my guest. Um, he, I call him the gaming mogul. I am one of my friends. He knows all knowledge of games and probably as much of an asshole about things about games as much as I am, <laughs> or even more. I would say more. Without further ado, guys, we got turning guest today is James Allen. James, how are you doing today? I am great, all things considered, with 21 being abysmal, not only in the real world, but also in the gaming world. (laughs) I was just going to say, like, I don't know how to put this year for gaming. For me, because my second favorite pastime besides movies is games, and I, I have a difficult relationship with it this year. Like, we got some great games, don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. we have some really great games, but with everything that's been happening recently in the last month, month and a half, it's just been a debacle is the word I would use it. And it's just been absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. It is definitely like, uh, you know, in football, when uh, the running back's been fumbling too much and then the coach makes him walk around like all day with the football during lunch and during, and like, and if he drops the ball at all, he gets punished. That, that would be this year of, (laughs) of gaming where, there's been fumble after fumble after fumble. Yeah, you get an occasional touchdown, but when you fumble the ball 20 times in between, we're not it's too like, happy with you. What What is this year? Because, you know, we I don't know if you would agree, but I felt like this year was going to be a great year for gaming. Mm-hmm. And That's the worst part. <laughs> right, and everything looked to look to be great. I mean, we've had a game that we're going to talk about in just a moment. We had new console uh, generation come out. And all of these big heavy hitters, you were assuming at the beginning of the year, if you would have told me, hey, game of the year would have been between if, and I'm just saying if, Halo Infinite, Last of Us Part Two, Cyberpunk 2077, and all of the other big name games that came out, you would have been, I would have been like, you know what? This is a damn good year. I'm spending a lot of fucking money on games this year. Yeah. And we get to December and we're like, oh. At least I got my wallet. <laughs> all that money still (laughs) so on that being said we're gonna we're gonna hit we're gonna hit with the biggest heaviest change piece of change we could have got this year which was the xbox one i mean xbox series x sorry and a playstation 5 um james like i I don't know if you've had or attempted to buy a console in the last (laughs) month and a half i don't know but for me it's been one of the hardest things ever and it's it's comparable to if people buy these Mondo prints, it felt like trying to mm-hmm. buy a Mondo print or even trying to buy some sneakers as sneakers. And even then I have more luck than yeah. I ever did dealing with this shit with the PlayStation five and the Xbox series X. It is like abysmal. And for them to have the pre-orders happen in August. And that was abysmal. We're like, okay, maybe they will get their shit together towards the beginning of, you know, their release and since then there has not been any 
And I mean, and it just seems like to me any leeway of basically being able to release these consoles to the mass production, like mass uh, uh, audience. The masses in general, yeah. And it's just, it's so ridiculous to me. Like, for instance, uh, who was it? Best Buy. Yes, let me talk about Best Buy really quick, <laughs> a former company. So fucking annoying. They talk about, oh, yeah, it'll come out sometime after 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, right? So my ass, I'm like, okay, I can wake up that early to just get on a console. Bro, sat there for four hours until they were like, all right, we're releasing it. Oh, by the way, we're releasing inventory in waves, so just hold your line if you can. Again, I've been sitting in line for four hours. Get in. I try to put it in my cart, and it wouldn't, and it just kept loading. Kept loading. Mm-hmm. Kept loading. And I'm like, okay, what's going to happen? Oh, sold out. Okay, let me try another store. Sold out. Let me try another. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then, even on top of that, Walmart does that shit for the last couple of days where they do every 10-minute increments of you trying to get the console. But even then, again, there's no way of grabbing a console. And so it just feels to me like, I'm not going to say any names, but there's coworkers out there that like has two of them. Don't get me wrong. I don't know how you got them, but kudos to you. But there's so many people out here who are literally trying to get a console. And then there's others who you literally use bots. And I feel like that's the issue with Target, Walmart, and yeah, shit, even Best Buy, where it's like they have a bot that literally buys the console. And then now you have scalpers who are on eBay and Amazon at this point selling consoles for $1,000, $1,200. And it's fucking ridiculous so i was just gonna ask have you even attempted to grab your next generation console and how do you feel about i say the lack their uh preparation for both playstation and um xbox in terms of having enough consoles for the masses during the pandemic in all places so luckily i haven't even tried um there's been nothing to make me want to get one of these consoles um like there's been a handful of games where I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool, but I can I can hold out, right? Um, it reminds it reminds me a lot of when the Wii came out, because um, for the Wii, for months and months, you couldn't get that thing. That said, obviously the pandemic has affected this thing in two ways. Number one's obviously manufacturing. Um, they these companies have not been able to mass produce these consoles the way they usually would because of lack of work hours and stuff like that due to the pandemic. Number two is because of the pandemic, all the console sales have been online. Uh, before, you know, if there was a bot that bought up all the online ones, it didn't matter because they only had an X amount for online sales. If you were waiting in line in front of the store, if you got there early enough, you could pick one up, right? So you had more of a chance to get one. Um, but it's it's not too surprising to me. Um, this is kind of what I anticipated for the console release. I it's it is still a bummer. Uh, I didn't really pay, since I didn't so I wasn't really looking to get one. I didn't realize people were still trying to until I recently <laughs> saw you were like you pissed off about Best Buy. I was like, oh damn, yeah, I guess it still is a little ridiculous. Um, it it did lead to one of my favorite things that I ever saw on Twitter, where a guy had like a wall of PS fives that he bought, uh, and then the combined power of the internet found his house, and then one guy went in and robbed. <laughs> As horrible as it is, right? It's like, yeah. well, you know, it's like, it's Robin Hood pretty much, right? <laughs> this guy bought a whole bunch of PS5s and was trying to resell them and be uh, an ass about it. And some, like, some guy just came to his house with a gun and robbed him. And it's like, well, yeah, that's, you, not only did you 
scalp try to scalp all these but you put it on the internet that you were doing it, and you thought it was Absolutely. Cool. yeah exactly um i mean obvi- obviously it's a bummer um i i with with xbox uh they didn't really have a launch game like exclusive with halo being pushed back uh, sony had a handful of things but even a lot of the things that we want to play on there were on ps4 like miles morales is on ps4 uh so i i this console release is definitely kind of a half step from what we've had to previous consoles I agree. um so much so that most of the games that people are playing on ps5 and the xbox series are the previous gen's games just with a better hardware um plus minus a couple exceptions but like i i'm not too surprised it is a bummer though um that it, it, it literally the more that we go through online only sales and these companies do not because here's the thing they don't care if a bot buys all 50 of their shipment because guess what they sold them all they don't care exactly um and it's going to keep happening if they don't do anything about it but you know eh, that's that's the uh that's the we're going towards a cyberpunk type future <laughs> <laughs> where you can just buy them all up online and it doesn't really matter, right? Like the and, robots will rule us. And, and I guess that's what my biggest issue is, is, right? I mean, we have bots and what I and what I was going to say was there's always bots in terms of just any kind of sale, right? Where it's sneakers, Mondo prints, anything like that. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting to me is, and this is so funny to me, Mondo has found a way to negate bots, right? If you yeah. have an email that you're able to get multiple prints, they take those from you and say, okay, we took those those duplicate copies that we have seen. Now what we're gonna do is release the new copies to other people and see what they can do about that. And, they, and I feel like out of many people who are able to do like retail websites, online websites, Mondo has been the most, not easiest, but is like the most like, hey, we're gonna combat our way around bots, right? It's almost As, like they care. Right. And I was just going to say, it's crazy to me that all these retailers realizing what the issue is, doesn't give a shit about like consumers who are actually trying to get this for gifts. Right. Like I was saying in one of my podcasts before, like little Jimmy won't be able to get him a PlayStation five because some assholes out there buying 10 or 12 of them at a time through yeah. bots and then flipping them for 13, 1400. And people are legit buying this shit. And Again. Which is which? That's another issue right there. People shouldn't be buying these for double the price because that's the only reason people are buying these Doing and selling these for double the price. Yeah, and it's like you, as a gamer, as somebody who like considers themselves a decent gamer, I wouldn't be spending that kind of money. Hell no, constant. Like if I'm spending that kind of money, I'm buying. I'm building me a PC. Fuck all that. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not buying the next generation console. I have, like thousand dollars where the actual console is only 500 and all i have to do is wait right but it's it's just terrible that now this has become a thing and i feel like if we have another console generation and i don't know how i feel about that i don't know if we're gonna get another one but wait xbox talking they might not have one but i digress i feel like this has to be a lesson learned and whether it's gonna be a pandemic next time a global uh, uh console generation comes out or where a little bit more feasible, I feel like there needs to be something that addresses this so this doesn't happen again. Because this is, like I said, out of all the consoles I've been able to watch since I was a kid from all the way to Nintendo 64, all the way to now, I haven't had this hard luck of a console 
like you said, since the week. We had to wait maybe till my birthday to get a week, which is fine. I'm okay with that. But I never had an issue to the point where I'm literally sitting here and PlayStation and Xbox are folding their arms and just being like, like scalpers do scalper shit. And mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, you put out a statement saying that, oh, we don't like scalpers and people shouldn't be doing that. But what are you doing to combat that? What are you doing to make that necessary? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. It's sad that, again, foreign country, UK is the one that's like, all right, we're going to start prosecuting people for scalping. Whereas in the US, it's like, okay. It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of part of like the US lifestyle, right? Like think of how many times you've gone to a sporting event and there's just some dude on the streets buying and flipping tickets, right? Like yeah. that's, that's like American as shit to me. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to note that, I mean, this has also been obviously happening with the new series of graphics cards as well for PC. Um, okay, like the just, RTX ones? Yeah, um, like the, the 3080, 3090s and stuff. And it's it's literally the same thing. It's because you can only buy those through online right now. Um, and a lot of websites don't care who buys it. They just sell it. So, yeah. And it's, and it's sad to see that that's the thing. But at the end of the day, I, I, I feel like, like you said, this even though this console generation does not have any, like, mind-blowing exclusives at launch, right? Sackboy, um, Astrobot for the PlayStation 5, and Demon's Souls. You're right. And Demon's Souls, because Miles Morales is a PlayStation 4 game. You can also upgrade to PlayStation 5, but that's not really a PlayStation 5 exclusive game. And then with Xbox, you really have literally, I don't think anything, if I remember correctly. You only have one game that's coming out later this year that's going to be an Xbox Series X exclusive. But at launch, there was no exclusive for the Xbox yeah. Series X, if I remember correctly. I mean, technically, there's one now that you can only buy digitally on Xbox that you can't buy on PlayStation. What game is... Oh! <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's another story, yeah. <laughs> but to my point, like, Xbox doesn't have any other, like, launch titles that would have made, oh, wow, this is perfect to buy on an Xbox, right? And... Even with that being the case, I just still don't think it should be this hard buying a fucking console. But at the end of the day, I feel like just to rant a little bit and summarize what how I feel about it, it's ridiculous that us as a country are okay with scalpers spending five hundred on a console and then flipping it for twelve hundred, thirteen hundred. I mean, that's a that's the economy, not the economy. That's the society we built on. I get it, but like literally, a console seriously a console that will be readily available for everybody within a year, you're, you're yeah. going to do that. Okay, dude. Um, and just, it's just, I just hate the fact that that's what's going on, but it's not the worst thing that could happen. Right. It mm-hmm. can't be the worst thing. Like the worst thing would be, is just not having these at all. And then scalpers is the only source that we can get these playstations. Yeah. It's slowly, but surely getting there. But I hate the fact that, it's like they're not doing any gateway proceedings to make sure everybody has access to this console. Yeah. That's, and, that's my thing. And like you said, websites have dropped the ball where they're like, hey, they're going to be ready. We're going to put them up for sale at this time. Okay, maybe not, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll put we'll, them we'll up. <laughs> um, just, pay, just hopefully you have your whole day off because we don't know when they're coming out. Um, <laughs> just be ready by your computer because we're going to drop these at some point. So. so good luck. Good luck. But um let me ask this before we continue is there anything else you would like to say about the launches of the series x and playstation 5 um 
I mean, nothing really. Like, I, <clears throat> I, I will say, like, there, there's no reason necessarily to rush to get now. Like, it's nice to have it. But, I th- like, if you can get one, get one, right? It's like, just go ahead because it's not like it's going to drop in price. But with it, it <laughs> buying launch hardware in general is hard for me due to, like, the amount of defectiveness you see with launch hardware. Okay. Um, let alone when the hardware is trying not to be bought to begin with. <laughs> so it's like, eh, you know, that's, that's the only way I kind of feel about it. Don't, uh, I think everyone like, if you're not getting it right now, don't worry. By the time you can get it, it'll, you'll probably be better off. So. Especially with the new, the exclusives that PlayStation five has coming out next year. I think holding yeah. off for a little bit will be fine. Xbox, to be honest, I don't see buying one until fall of next year because of Halo, but you know, it's neither here or there. Anyways, um, speaking of abysmal launches, um, I'm just going to summarize the situation that is happening and we're going to go ham on this, James, So, because I feel some type of way about this as well. CD Projekt Red released their most anticipated game for, I'd say almost like, what, six or seven years now? um cyberpunk 27 yeah something like that because it was released in 2012 the e3 teaser was released in 2012 and so i'll say about eight seven eight years so cd project red after multiple and i mean multiple delays launches the game on december 10th weirdly enough i caught the red herring but i didn't i didn't want to say anything because i was like okay everybody's reviewing this on pc because i watched ign game informer and I'm just like a couple of other gaming publishing companies and they're reviewing the PC version. And I'm like, okay, everybody's using their PC, but I want to know what it feels like to play it on like the PlayStation or the Xbox. Cause I have a PlayStation mm-hmm. four pro. Um, and all they did was give you what Xbox four pro and Xbox one uh, X game play. Like that was 10 minutes long. And I'm like, okay, was this in controlled? Was not, I don't know what's going on. Then the launch happens and i'm like okay i'm just gonna play it on my ps4 pro and call it a day did i have glitches i'm gonna tell you i'm getting i'm 20 hours in the game do i have glitches yes are they as bismal of what i'm about to say no so going forward everybody who had a base ps4 or xbox one hell even if you have an xbox one s xbox one x or a playstation 4 pro have been known to see game terrifying glitches and bugs <laughs> so much to the point where they locked one of my co workers i'm not going to name them but one of their co-workers is playstation and they had to basically restart oh. their entire playstation to play the game again um and it's it's abysmal and it got to the point where cd project red i'm not going to say their entire statement but went out on a limb on the 14th was it i think it was on the 14th yeah on the 14th to give us this I I say PR message mm-hmm. basically saying, "Hey, we're sorry that we didn't give you an, inf- an informed decision on buying the product at the right cost that you want. We're gonna release a lot of it, updates and bugs in the next couple of months. So please stay with us, months. right? Yeah, yeah. Please stay with us. If you don't like what you have here, please go and try to return the game at your specific retailer if it's digitally go to psn xbox steam wherever you got your game and try to return it that way or go to your retailers and try to return it that way 
Because that yeah. have, that's ever worked, right? So anyone's we, ever returned an open we, game to a retailer. We, which was uh, even better, was like, if you have any issues, please email us at helpmerefund at CD Project Red until December 21st. Again, that was done on the 14th. You have a week. You had a week, right? And so I'm sitting there reading this statement, and I'm like, so you mean to tell me you're okay with sending people to corporations and retailers that don't know what the fuck you just said, who aren't really paying attention to you and hope for the best. You're telling them to hope for the best and go fully retail. And like you said, we both work at Best Buy. I used to be customer support and um, customer service at Best Buy. I know the fucking code. Like I, you could not return an open game. Every gamer knows you cannot return an open game. If you can, if the only way you could was to trade it in. So yeah. you mean to tell people go Go off into the masses and go try to return the game your own way. If you don't have any issues, email us, but you have a week to do so. And I'm like, okay. Then PlayStation did the bold move earlier this weekend and just released and removed it off of PSN. That's why you said it's only on Xbox because yeah. you can only get it on the Microsoft store right now. And PlayStation had to go out and say, all right, if you bought this game digitally, please email us and we'll refund you the money depending on how, like if we can verify the purchase mm -hmm. and we'll refund it that way. Best Buy Friday night, last Friday, had to basically say, hey, we know what's going on and we have to basically say, here's the excuse that we're going to return for you. If you have an issue, like this is the best we can do. And no other retailer is doing that because I don't think any retailers really give a fuck about like CD Projekt Red losing $1.8 billion because they sent off a shitty ass game, right? And granted, I enjoying the game and I love the game, but unfortunately I can't put it in my top five because of the abysmal launch that everybody else is in game. Like, yes, I'm having a great experience being in Night City, being played as V and doing what I want, but not many people are able to play the mm -hmm. game like I'm playing it. So that's why I had to keep it off my top five this year. But at the same time, like I never had a game, at least from my time of playing, ever had this issue and i don't know if you would agree with that or not james so yeah i mean i i have seen a lot of people try to compare it to the launch of a uh, no man's sky okay, um yeah. which which is a game that obviously over promised similar to this um it's a game where when it came out there was a lot of bugs etc cetera, etc cetera, right i think the thing that people are forgetting is that no man's sky is I, I want to get the team right. No Man's Sky is was made by a much smaller team. I agree, uh, yeah. Hello Games, if I pull up the Wikipedia, I wonder if it tells me how many people are actually working there. But uh, Hello Games is a much, much smaller company. Um, and, to, yeah, number of employees as of 2020 is only 26 employees. You, okay, see. That's, a, that's an indie game. Like, yeah, they may have screwed up, but that was one guy getting on TV and saying more than he – he got nervous and said more than he was really in the game, right? Um, another big thing I want to mention is with the whole, like, hey, you know, you can refund to uh, Sony, Microsoft, or your retailer. They didn't notify any of those None companies of that right. was happening. Um, Sony's current, like, uh, return policy before the whole ad stuff for No Man's Sky was, if you installed the game and played it, you can't return it. Um, so guess what? That's most people. Um, they they eventually said now like if they're they're now doing direct returns through uh, CD Projekt Red but like that was ridiculous 
Um, yeah, especially as we talked about the initial trailer coming out at E3 damn near seven years ago, uh, almost eight years ago. Um, the t- I don't know if you, if you watched it recently. It has this cool little trailer, and then it says, coming, blink, 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 when it's ready. Well, there you lie. Because <laughs> uh, then, like, the game literally... They went through certification through Microsoft and uh, Sony, right? And when that happens, it, they have to their game has to pass certification, right? And usually they can get passed with a couple of things that are not um, fine by saying, "Yeah, we're going to fix that by launch," right? They didn't do that for mainly like the original console versions. Um, the the thing is, this game, if people are like, "Oh, you know, it kind of runs fine on my PlayStation Five, my PC, or my Xbox Series," well, guess what? The game came out for the Xbox One and the PS Four. That's what they announced it for. That was my issue. That's my biggest issue. Um, because we're like, oh yeah, you know, what do you expect? You're running it on this hard, this old console. It's like, well, they released it for that old console. That's the biggest thing. Like this game technically isn't even out for PS5 or the Xbox Series yet. People are just playing it on there. Um, as far as them handing it out only on PC, that that's not too uncommon. But it was the fact that for a long time they didn't show older consoles playing it. That was that's kind of red alert. They made a lot of shortcuts making that game. Um, for example, like the way cops spawn in, they'll just spawn in behind you because they don't have AI to like drive a car or to run. Uh, the people in the cars don't have AI outside of the cars. They're just set on predetermined paths. So like this is held up by like sticks and stones like to try to keep it together. <laughs> um, and it's a huge bummer, right? Because like this was the most anticipated game for years at this point. Um, and I kind of felt this coming for a while. Um, I've talked about it multiple times where people were asking me if I was going to get the game or if I was excited for it. And, like, I didn't want to, like, poop on anyone's parade, but I was, like, I didn't, like, have a good feeling about it. So I was, like, no. You always I mean, said I, no when I asked you. you always <laughs> said no every time I asked. I Because I, I, the little things I heard, like, from people who are close to people in the industry were, like, this game doesn't look like it's quite ready. I mean, when a game gets delayed... So first was supposed to come out April 16th of this year. Can you right. imagine if that would have happened? Um, got pushed to September 17th, then got postponed to November 19th, finally came out December 10th. That's not a good sign. <laughs> um, even with, like, patching. And, like, yeah, you know, they'll probably get it right eventually, and this game will probably be fun to play in a couple years. <laughs> but this was not ready to come out of the oven uh, they even said on a call to their um, investors, yeah, uh, with as far as the older console launch goes, Sony and Microsoft expected us to fix that stuff, I guess, but we didn't. It's like, yeah, clearly. Um, <laughs> no shit. Tex- texture's not loading in, genitals uh, loading outside of the pants. Uh, t- I saw someone who their character was T-posing while they're playing in first person. Like, they, looked, they couldn't use a gun, and they looked out their shadow, and it was just T-posing. Um, characters not knowing how to sit. Missions loading in over top of each other. I've heard people who were doing, like, literally the final mission, and the animations didn't load, or et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's crazy. And, like, people who aren't having the bugs, they're like, oh, you know, it runs fine for me. That's Then, then who cares? I don't <laughs> care about your opinion. Right. That's why I said I, 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 I can't comment as much as I want to because, like, is it running fine on my PlayStation 4? Yes. Do I have a lot of dropout? Sure. Do I have giant frame rates? Not as much, but I'm not about to sit here and complain about a game that works perfectly fine. Look, 
not perfectly, but works 80% fine for me. Whereas literally my coworkers can't even turn the fucking game, yeah. you know? And so I agree. Like, Oh, it's working just fine. I give this game a 10 out of 10. Like shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. no, like we don't care. I don't care about your opinion. I care about like, if I had a base PlayStation four or like I used to have a base Xbox one, I shouldn't have this fucking issues. Granted, is it in 4k? No. Is it like running like the best ray tracing that you're going to get out of the PC or PS5 and Xbox Series X? No, I'm not asking for it. I'm asking for the game to fucking load and actually like do something when I Mm -hmm. say first start. And I agree with you. It's ridiculous. And they've made a patch recently that made it more, more feasible. And then last night we recorded this on a Saturday. So this was last Saturday. I mean, yesterday they just dropped a new patch. And I'm like, okay, it fixes some of the glitches. It fixed the final mission glitch that you just mentioned. And some of like the slow dipping that you do when you're trying to load into certain buildings. Okay, cool. But we need way more than this shit going mm-hmm. through these patches. Because like I said, even sometimes for me, if I'm driving really too quick, it doesn't load in. I don't, I never had an issue where the AI like literally flings itself or like when I'm driving with somebody, I'm sitting there and I'm watching animation textures that I shouldn't be seeing. But I have seen, as well as my brother, I, I was sharing it with him and he showed me, literally, as you were mentioning, he got out of the mirror. He was in the mirror, looked out, and then when he came back to go look at the mirror, his body is still sitting there looking at the mirror. Trying <laughs> yeah. to do like, what the fuck? Like, what is going on? And again... I and I think you and I both agree with this, and I, I I don't know if I'm wrong to say this or not, but I'd rather have a delayed great game mm-hmm. than a bad game now. Like that's completely my opinion. I felt like, hey, if this was ready for PC, you should have launched that shit for PC on December 10th mm-hmm. and had the consoles until February, right? Yeah. Get all the bugs out because now you're 20% or at this moment, I think almost 30% less in your profit shares. You lost $1.8 billion of revenue off of this just a week, a week mm-hmm. and a half of gaming. And now you're doing damage control where if you would have just did your fucking job, this would have happened. And for you to have, I, I say, arguably the best game of last generation and you give us this, like, what the fuck happened? It's yeah. almost as if you're in fucking EA and you like just ran into that situation. And it's just like... I. I mean, I get it. This game was supposed to be your new magnum opus, but how do you fuck up this bad when you had... Again, let's let's not argue that Witcher 3 did come out with bug issues, but the game could fucking run. Like, mm-hmm. Witcher 3 ran on launch. Was there bugs? Sure, but that game should, was running fine, right? This game is crashing people's consoles, and for it to be, like you said, it was supposed to come out for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One in April, and then come to the new generation, and for it to be that bad, it's just, it's a lot. And I don't feel, I don't feel sad for them. I, I feel like this, you knew what you were going into. This, this was a problem that you thought about that you didn't think about. You were just like, oh, we'll get it later. Yeah, nobody's yeah. going to notice. And now it's coming back and biting you in the ass. Now you got to figure out to your investors, how the fuck are you going to fix this situation? So I don't know. Like, yeah. how are you going to like put your faith back into your, into cd project red now because like yeah that's the biggest thing it's like how do we trust you like there's no reason to you lied to us straight up <laughs> <laughs> and that's my thing is like like i said we put we you you had us at putting in cyberpunk 2077 after witcher 3 
and like I said, watching the the hype for Witcher Three come out and you delivered in most cases was so good. And so now you're like, okay, you guys are gonna be the next Rockstar. Bet like every game you got coming out, I'm most likely gonna buy first day. Now I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever gonna do that again. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of people were sitting here thinking that, you know, our online the online version of CD, I mean, of Cyberpunk 2077 was supposed to be right next door in 2021. <laughs> now, that like, might be two or three years <laughs> off. Right. We um, might not get that till 2022, 2023 until they fix all the fucking bugs. And I don't think they're going to fix everything until, like you said, late 2021, early 2022. And that's mm-hmm. sad to say. And it's, I don't know. I feel like gaming publishers need to understand like, hey, we get it. We know you're losing money. But you're gonna make so much more money and better profit if you just fucking wait and not have to deal with this shit. And I feel like now Rockstar doesn't even have to worry about a GTA Six now. Like, yeah. But after what just happened with um, CD Projekt Red, you're like, yeah, we're gonna have our shit baking until we know this shit's ready. And yeah. I don't know. It's it's dumb and it's sad, but like that's I don't know. Like I I, I was so disappointed in the way CD Projekt handled this, and I. I don't know. It's, it's frustrating. It, it does make me happy. Like people were so upset with uh, Halo Infinite getting postponed. And I was like, well, this is what happens when that doesn't happen. Like if you don't postpone your game to actually get it right, you end up with this. Like I feel bad for the developers who are actually like working at the company who had to crunch their asses off. Yes. Only to, they're going to have to keep crunching their asses off because instead of, you know, just postponing the game for a while, even another year, honestly, I think would have been worth it. So they could slowly take the time to get the bugs out before launch. Now those people who are crunching are going to have to crunch even harder. Um, there was even reports so far as to go to, to, with the, some of the like people developing the game asking management, like, hey, are you going to offer like um, uh, mental like... Um, health days, yeah. Yeah, like because... Like not even mental health days, just like, um, like... What's the word I'm looking for? Who do you... Who do you like psychiatrists and stuff for us from like having a bust ass so hard not seeing our families holidays are coming up it's like it has been rough and in it i i i'm people are like oh maybe they're being too hard and i'm like no because i've been tired of it happening with like bethesda games coming out super janky thank you and people are okay with that and i've been saying for years i'm like no like they, that's not okay it's, oh you know it's a big game you know it's gonna be some bu-. no th- don't release it then <laughs> It's like if your game's gonna come out in that shape, don't make that game. It's that easy. To that point, and I, I I'm gonna say this, and that's why I, I I I hate that Bethesda hasn't learned their lesson. Whereas, and which kind of coincides to my top five list, PlayStation realizes what they're doing and is like, we're not gonna give you a terrible product, and um, we're not gonna give you a product until we think that it's ready for our systems. Mm-hmm. Um, the only game where that kind of was an issue was Miles Morales because it was supposed to be a PlayStation 5 game, but then they inevitably made it a PlayStation 4 game. Understandable. Yeah. Not that mad about it, but you fixed it within a month. I get it. Cool. With, like, let's let's use, like, just this year's of games, like Final Fantasy VII, run phenomenal. Uh, mm-hmm. Ghost of Tsushima, again, maybe a bug here or there, but it wasn't like, oh, my God, this game is going to destroy my system. Yeah. And we can go all the way back to, like, God of War, which, again, does it make my PlayStation 4 hum? Absolutely. <laughs> but it fucking works, and it's yeah. running, you know? And I, as a big company as you are, I, I guess there should have been that check, but, you know, I, I guess they didn't get – like you said, we don't give a fuck. 
So it's like now Microsoft has a way to make themselves look better with Halo Infinite. Like you said, you pushed it all the way till fall of 2021, which again, am I mad about? Yes and no, but if it's not going to look like what I got in Cyberpunk 2077, continue doing yeah. what the hell you need to do so I can get the game that you want me to have that I think will run my system and not crash it, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is going to be, this has to be a message for everybody now. And I think, again, as you said, the Bethesda is notorious for this. The only game that I really don't think was that much of an issue was Doom, but even still, Doom, Wolfenstein, all of them still have bugs and shit like that. And it's just like, now you see what this happens to and you see how we respond to it. Please continue not to do this stupid shit again. Yeah. And if not, it's going to hit your wall. It's just like it's hitting CD Projekt Reds now. So I don't... It's just I will say my, my favorite thing that's come of all this, I've had my... I, I It was just a reply to someone, but I had my most liked tweet ever <laughs> by dunking on this game. Um, simply someone was making like, oh, you, uh, my seven-year-old console isn't running this new game and they're like oh stop bitching about it and i was like well to be fair they did release a broken game for that system and then uh let's let's see um yeah so the guy said my outdated console i bought for a hundred dollars lags on cyberpunk yo shut the f up and i said i mean they released a game they knew it was broken for an outdated console so and yeah it's 322 likes later because <laughs> that's exactly what they did and so that's yeah. what I'm just like i i don't whatever like Yes, you can be happy that your game works, but not a lot of people do. And until we get that experience, I can't give this game any like great reviews for it. Like, like I said, do I love the story of what I have? Sure, but I'm not gonna say anything great about this game until everybody else can have the exact same experience as I do. So, like, yeah. whatever. CD Project Red, get your shit together. It's a hyperbolous um, comparison, but it is. It reminds me of white privilege. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, I don't, racism doesn't happen to me, so it must not be an issue. <laughs> no, shut the fuck up. Like, like, obviously, I'm going way crazy with I know, you, you right? take but it to the extreme, but I, I get same it. type of a feel, like, talking, right? Like, I'm privileged to have a PlayStation 4 Pro. I'm privileged to be able to have the experiences that I'm having now. Not everybody has. Shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. you're... And, and this was dealing with my brother. I was like, we're maybe 20% of the cup of people actually playing cyberpunk right now. Right. My brother has a base PlayStation four and he's mm-hmm. having like a de- a great time with it. Right. And I was like, we're 20% of that. We can't say shit right now. There's 80% of people who are like, bro, it is crashing my fucking game system. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, that's, it's literally privileged. That's a great, again, it's an extreme, but I, I completely <laughs> understand that. Cause it's like, it's privilege for me to be able to play this game. Fine with no issues. Everybody else can't shut the fuck up. I'm not yeah. saying anything until it. Like, you go ahead and enjoy yours, but realize it ain't working ain't that way. For everybody else. <laughs> exactly. Shut the fuck up. But uh, say that to say. Um, did you have any other comments concerns about Cyberpunk before we move on to our top five games? No, let's talk about good games now. <laughs> let's do that instead. That seems like a more fun idea. <laughs> uh, let's do that then. Um, so this year, as we talked about, um, which is different. So one of the things that kept me going was movies and games. And I played, I counted, I think 13 or 14 brand new games this year. And unfortunately top, like I have my top five and we're going to talk about like how I feel like this company is going to continue to run 
gaming for the foreseeable future until some shit happens. But again, I'm I dabble in it. You you love games and you play way more than I do. So I know mine's is gonna be a little bit different from yours. But um I do wanna quick, say it. Go ahead. Go, I, I was gonna say it's funny because I played so few games this year. <laughs> like not necessarily games. I've played so few games that came out this year. Okay. This year. Uh, a lot of the games I did play, uh, so like making my list of games that actually came out in 2020, very small comparison to games I actually played. Um, okay. I, I do, I do want to say I did make a list um, of the five most important games of 2020 as well. Um, if you want to go over those, but I know you're about to say something else. So I'll let you no, say that first. I was good. I was just gonna say if you had honorable mentions, let's use that list, and then we get into our top five games. So go ahead. Okay. So the top five most important games this year, whether they came out this year or not, is irrelevant. Um, Fifth place was Fall Guys because that kind of took over the world for a bit yes, um, in the PC world. Um, number four, I had Tabletop Simulator because that helped a lot of people who played tabletop games still play together. I mean, I play Magic all the time with it still. Um, number three was Among Us. Game came out two years ago, but finally grew in popularity, kind of grew huge today. Number two was Animal Crossing because that kind of took over the world. And number one was Cyberpunk. That was the... <laughs> The most imp- <laughs> one of the most important games. Good. It wasn't good or bad. It was important. It was important. Um, it was definitely was. But important. I, I kind of consider those the most the, the five most important games of 2020, one way or another. So, see, and all right, I'm just gonna say my number five now because I I told James I cheated on my number five, and it is Among Us. Um, hey, and, but <laughs> I will say this though, if I could kind of say it's a t- 2020 game because they just released it on a Switch and I downloaded it and playing it on my Switch now. So I can- Hey, you know, it's funny. My loophole, my number five game, Among Us, because <laughs> it came out for the Switch in 2020. I literally have that written down. That was my loophole game, um, which is fair. Like, that game came out in 2018, but it, it wasn't itself until this year. Um, it became the phenomenon it was because of the pandemic. And- yeah. By God, this game is a fantastic. Yeah, um, it's really fun. Small indie game as well. So, and it's interesting. I was gonna say really quick, which I love is yeah, it came out in 2018, but it released on Switch actually last week, and I've been playing it on a Switch way more than I've been playing it on my phone. Um, really quick, just to ask you while we're getting sidelined, what is your preferred way of playing Among Us? Is it on your phone? Oh, I play on, on the Switch. I play on my PC. PC. Okay. Yeah, uh, I because I have to have the voice chat, so I have to have everyone in Discord. Um, one fa- one fun fact: as of uh, I think yesterday, X uh, Among Us is actually coming out for Xbox consoles next year. Um, okay. So more, even more ways to play, and it's crossplay. Yeah, I, I I'm I, I'm a so Deception games are kind of my thing. I love like as we played like uh, like the Jackbox push yes. the button alien game. Um, I love like kind of lying. It's it's lying. Sadly, <laughs> one of my good skills. Um, but I, I play with like uh, I want to have a t- lobby of ten people, two imposters, good amount of tasks. Um, I like uh, like I, I play all the meta stuff. Um, I I like making. I'll throw my partner under the bus real easily if I have to. Um, I, no I, I play kind of sweaty. Right. Uh, the only thing I don't I don't like having anonymous votes on. I know some people play like really? that. Uh because I anonymous votes are it's a good political option, right? So if you see someone voted for someone, using that against them is a weapon, one way or another. See, I, I like that, but I also which I really started liking more when I'm starting playing on a switch now, is having the tasks hidden. 
So you can't I'm okay sit with, there. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Right, because you can't sit there and just like sit there and potentially watch people. Like it's supposed to be an inception, like a deception game. And like you said, I want to have that like that idea of, of deception. So for sure, the idea of voting, I was like, I don't mind anonymous votes, but do I like it? Because it, for me, it spiced things up because it's like, wow, really? Y'all don't believe me? Okay, bet. Or, you know, you can go in there. If you have voice chat, you can go in there and fuck with people's minds up. Oh, that's, I, that, that's, like that. I have to use my, my words. It's my weapon. My voice is my weapon. <laughs> I was going to say, one of the worst things that I don't like about the Switch version is the fucking text that you have to text yeah. on the Switch. It's annoying, but neither here or there. Um, but you're right, and it's just so fucking fun to deceive people and deceive people so well in mm-hmm. this game and just killing people after you have their back. Because I'm like you. I'm a savage. And if I have to throw my <laughs> imposter partner on the ground, I mean, on the, under the bus, I'm definitely doing that. And, oh, thank you for being my buddy the entire game. Now let me kill you at the very end so we yeah. can cycle it. Like, yes, absolutely. Absolutely fantastic. So I agree. Among Us, because of this loophole, I was like. Yeah. <laughs> if it's. Yeah. Uh, so then, with that, what is your number four? Number four, where I have like all these notepads and stuff up. All right. Number four, it's a, so it's a game that I wanted to try. So this one's kind of, it's a weird thing, loophole-ish kind of. Uh, so Tetris Effect Connected. Okay. Um, Tetris Effect came out for the PlayStation for maybe a year or two ago. But Tetris Effect Connected came to Xbox One and PC, um, which is Tetris Effect with more content um, added multiplayer. I love Tetris. I, I play the crap out of Tetris 99. So Tetris Effect, I highly recommend it if you haven't, especially if you have Tetris or sorry, the PSVR. It's such a great visual and audio experience. Um, my, the one thing it screws me up is it, so it has like a rhythm going to it, but you don't have to play to the rhythm. But like, I'm always like trying to slam my slam parts my, down on the, yeah. on the beat. And then I like, I'm like, oh shit, oh no, I dropped it. Oh no, what am I doing? Uh, <laughs> that game is visually stunning. Uh, great music. It, it's, it's, you know, it's Tetris. You know, what, what are you going to do? It's, it's great. Um, again, my list was really small this year of games that came out in 2020. And that's one that technically came out this year. So, Okay. I like it. I like it. So, see, I haven't played the Tetris game in a very long time. I've been watching you play it on a Switch. Was mm. it Tetris 99? Yeah, you played Tetris yeah. 99 for a little bit. But I haven't played Tetris Connect, and I heard it's a really good game. I want to try it. I might give it a shot this holiday season because my brothers want to play a new game. So I might have to. I might yeah. have to give you a hold on that. But my number four is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Makes um, sense. Square Enix, I've been saying this for a while. They finally – I feel like they're finally getting back to form with Final Fantasy. Um, don't get me wrong. I didn't like 13 as much. I didn't really like 12, really. And 15 was like, oh, okay. I see you. I see 15 is the only one I've ever beaten. I <laughs> right. only ever beat was 15. That and yeah. 10. That and 10 were the, that 10 and then watching my older brother play seven and f- completely finishing the game after like diving deep into it. It was like the only three Final Fantasy games I ever cared about. And then with Final Fantasy seven remake, it, changed the formula up just enough for me to be like, all right, bet I can get into this. And again, watching and playing it myself this time and going through the story and seeing where they're changing a few things, spoiler alert, I'm not going to tell you what they're, they're changing, but <laughs> um, some of the things that they changed with the Final Fantasy VII Remake and only doing the first four hours of the game and making it a full RPG was really intriguing. I'm just interested to see how they're going to do the rest of the remake. Because yes. it's like you... 
you did certain things in Midgard to make it a little different. Now, once they're now in the full story, in the full journey, are you going to break that up as well into another two or three games? Or are you going to make this a full game? What are you going to do, right? So it's going to be interesting to see what Final Fantasy Remake does with that. But Square Enix, you did a fantastic job. Yeah. Enjoy this game. I'm trying to plus it again and platinum it on PlayStation 4 right now. But nonetheless, fantastic game. I enjoy yeah, absolutely. It. So with that, what is your number three, James? So before I get to number three, I will point out that this year and last year, I was looking it up, are becoming disgustingly riddled with remakes remasters etc etc i feel like every other game is a remake or a remaster of a game that came out previously that said my number three is a remaster (laughs) um it's 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 one of the ones that makes sense to me wonderful one wonderful 101 remastered for the switch and pc technically came out okay actually came out for everything it came out for pc uh playstation i believe i think came out for might not came out for xbox i don't know um but it makes sense it's one of the many wii u games that died on the wii u when that died um great game i love platinum studios um this is mainly like a hey go buy and play this game um i helped kickstart it it's one of the games where i think they were looking for like sixty thousand dollars when the kickstarter launched and within two minutes it was at like a million like it was it was insane um i'm happy this game got a second birth uh they i think they just recently added like a little bit of dlc to it it's a fun game. You play as a whole bunch of superheroes at once, similar to like a, kind of like a Pikmin situation. Yeah, I was just thinking like Pikmin 3. Okay. Yeah, and you form up giant weapons, epic boss battles, et cetera, et cetera, the classic platinum treatment. Um, highly recommend looking into it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, nothing special. I mean, it's a game that came out already that they just put onto a new console. But, you and know. To your point, I was just going to say, uh, I was thinking about Pikmin 3 when you were talking about that because I was thinking – Wow, that was another really great remaster that came out this year. Um, yeah. I haven't finished it. I only played a little bit of it. Um, and as you mentioned, a lot of a lot of games from the Wii U are making their second life here in the Switch, which I think is a really great idea because, I mean, I hate to say it, the Wii U was a terrible idea, yeah. to be honest. But there were some really great games that came out on the Wii U that should have gotten better marketing and better way for accessible for all the other client i mean people to buy it and fantastic way that nintendo is doing that i enjoy mm. it um donkey kong country uh which what was the name of this news recent one that was tropical really, freeze yes yeah really good donkey kong game like Absolutely. reminds me of the ones from the game boys that i played and that's why i was like thank you for redoing this granted there's too many remasters out here too many remakes but hey it's bad I yeah them. i enjoy them not all of them, Resident Evil 3, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're there. I mean, just the hard one that, like, I was looking at, I'm like, man, we had the Tony Hawks come back, Final Fantasy, Resident Evil, um, this, like, there were so many games, I was like, good lord, man, they need to start <laughs> just making new games, like, it's getting bad. And that's the thing was- is, like, these are good remakes and good remasters, but, like, just make something new instead, like, I appreciate it, but just, I don't need to play the same game again, I have that game, give me right. something new that's like it. Right, and that's why I was excited when Resident Evil Village is coming out of Resident Evil 8. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. So we're, we're going back to the first-person version of it. We're just, y'all are just not going to hack out yeah. remakes. And, like, I hate to say this for Resident Evil fans before I say my number three. I am going to say this, and I apologize in advance. I am tired, and I'm saying this now. I am tired of the remakes, and I swear to God, if I see another Resident Evil 4 remake, there's one that just came out four years ago, please – 
leave it the fuck alone. I got some bad news for Julian. That's definitely going to come out. I know it's coming out, but it's just fucking ridiculous. It's going to happen. That's the most popular. That was like the the main. Yeah, go on though. It's the epitome of Resident Evil. I get it. But at the same time, how many remakes can you make? There was one just four years ago. See, here's the thing though. After they remake them all, they're going to do Resident Evil to remake remake. So it's okay. (laughs) They're fine. Starring Mila Djokovic. Um, all right, go ahead. <laughs> We're not going to talk about her and her husband's terrible Monster Hunter movie. Um, <laughs> oy, oy, oy. Either ways, I, I feel like with this new generation, we're going to get more remakes as well, but you know, it's neither here or there. Yeah. Anyways, um, my number three, um, I feel like I'm going to get a lot of flack for it, at least from you, um, is The Last of Us Part II. Um, I don't... I don't think it's as bad as everybody's making it out to be. I feel, oh, I feel like it's a good game. It's not the best game, but it was a really good game for you to understand the decisions that I hate to say it, that been out there since the beginning of the first game. And it's like, what did you expect? You, did you expect Ellie to be like completely different from what she was in the first game? Like, okay. All right, people. And I don't know. I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed the second part of the game as well, where you learn to play another character in case somebody still hasn't played Last of Us Part Two. Um, and so it's pretty interesting. I love, I really enjoyed the storytelling. My issue was the gameplay really didn't much change. Um, the story at the end, like I said, was a great, like what the fuck factor, but at the same time, it was just like, meh. Okay, you 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 mind blew me with Last of Us, but this one I didn't really feel like. Yeah, nothing blew me away in a sense. So that's where my issue came with this game. But I still enjoyed it. Loved the moments. Loved it. Um, I might go back and play the hard, the very hard difficulty where if you die, you gotta start from all the mm-hmm. way in the beginning. I might do that. But yeah, I enjoyed Last of Us Part Two. I have no problem with people enjoying it. Like I, I, my biggest call, like I obviously don't care for The Last of Us The Last of Us 2, but I, I think it's more than anything I get annoyed when people tell me I'm wrong. And I'm like, I mean, here's the thing, like you can enjoy it all you want. I, I, I just think people overhype it too much. Um, that was my so, issue too. Yeah. Um, and Last of Us, I, I, it's a well-made game. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing I can say. It's like a well-made game. I, I don't care for the story. It's like, guess what? There's a lot of movies and TV shows out there that are probably really well-made and people like, and I don't care. Like, that's just not my thing, but, you know. No, I agree. And that's why I was like, I get it. If you just don't like it, I get it. Like, I understand it. The story has kind of, like, been done so many times. It's like, okay, they took one better swing than all the other stories. Yeah. That does the exact same thing. Cool. So I would understand. I would understand if people don't like it, but for it to say like this, the worst game of the year, like yeah, wait, mm, hold off on that. That said, the VGA is giving it best game of the year. Ooh, maybe, maybe hold off on that too. <laughs> <laughs> VGA fumbled by making Last of Us Part Two. I I think that this game that I have at number one, or even my number two pick, I think should have won. But you know what? Only because it's Naughty Dog, I feel like that's why I got game of the year. That's but fine. that's a whole different conversation. Um, with that being said, what was your number two, James? So number two is a game that I bought recently and I was going to wait till tomorrow to stream. But then you hit me up and asked me about the, these, this podcast doing our top five games. I said, well, this game is supposed to be one of the top games of this year. So I'll play it now. And it made it to my number two after about 10 hours of gameplay. Um, and that is Hades. Um, really? Hades okay. is amazing. 
um, made by Supergiant Games, made games like Transistor, Pyre. Um, they, they make uh, really very artistic games. The whole plot is uh, you're, you're playing the son of Hades, so you're the prince of hell, and you're trying to escape hell. So you're like, you're like I'm out of here. Um, all the character art is phenomenal. Voice acting's impeccable. Um, it's a roguelike, so the whole thing is like you get a little bit further and you get some materials, but you're you're anticipated to die. Like it keeps track of um, how how, how many you times die. you've died. Yeah, um, different weapons they all play super well. Whole bunch of upgrades. The whole plot, like as you're when you're going through, you're getting blessings from the different gods. So like Zeus will give you a certain type of blessing. Um, Hermes, Poseidon, et cetera, et cetera. And they're all masterfully done. Um, the game's impeccable. It's, I think it's only like $25 on most things you can get on Switch. And I think most consoles, I'm playing it on PC. But that game is beautiful. Um, it, it's a game where I'd say, even if you haven't, if you don't plan on buying it, at least look into it. Look at the art. This game's been in work for a while. Um, I remember seeing like when it was in early, early access, I was going to use some of the art for my D&D characters just really? because it's so, it's so beautiful. The art's amazing. So um, I was, I just, right. Yeah. No, and I was just going to say that because like, I feel like I wanted to play it because I've been watching a lot of gameplay on Twitch about it and mm-hmm. on YouTube. And so it has been one of those games that I really, really wanted to buy, but I kind of had to pick and choose just because I got laid off in the summer. Yeah. Um, so... I was I, I really really wanted to play it and I think I'm gonna buy it on a Switch because mm-hmm. like you said I they're really it's a platforming game but in a sense like it reminds me of like a, a what what game am I thinking of Castlevania in a sense okay no, a 3D version of Castlevania I I guess I'd call it like um and I enjoyed what I've played with with some of the Castlevania games so I was like okay I'm gonna give this a shot. The artwork looks amazing, but I don't know how the gameplay will work. I don't know what the best way to play it on. I think I'm still going to just buy it on the Switch and go from there. Um, but I've heard so many great things about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I really want to give it a shot. I feel like yeah. I, somebody told me that they think it's the Celeste of this year. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. That's kind of bold. But all right. I see where you're going with that. I will say I think it probably should have won game of the year. Ooh, um, okay. Yeah. It, it, it's one of the things where like the, the it's there's the cool thing about it is like so you haven't repeated deaths but the dialogue anticipates that so like the more like you'll die certain times and the dialogue will change depending on how you die or like you'll get one blessing from one god and you'll get a blessing from another god later on they're like oh i see i see zeus got to you first and stuff like that and it's like it's so dynamic and so many voice lines set to go it's 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 i'll play like this whenever i'm not playing hades i want to be playing hades right now so okay all right see that's how i feel about the two games well not the two games the game that i have at number one and i'm gonna tell you why i'm not trying to continue playing that game right now but um yeah i i feel this i i see what you're coming up with that and i'll explain in further detail in just a moment go ahead um my number two my number two game is animal crossing new horizon that's Mm -hmm. that's my number two um in a time where I needed a game most because of being <laughs> laid off and trying to figure out life, like literally that called me down. Granted, I feel bad now that I haven't touched it in a while. I'm not going to lie. But from what I was playing, what I was gathering with it, I love everything about it. And like you told me, I've never, and again, I'm saying this on the podcast now for everybody who's listening. I've never played an Animal Crossing game. I was a Sims guy. Uh, my mom bought me <laughs> Sims 2. And then I just kept playing Sims from all there until the, it became a microtransaction 
like <laughs> a machine and I just gave up on it. And I feel like Animal Crossing is exactly the game I should have played when I was a kid. And so I enjoyed so much of what I was playing with Animal Crossing. I definitely know, I told myself, as soon as I get done playing the games that I want to, I'm going to go back and I'm going to put in at least 100 hours in the game because I only play like 30 hours and I know I'm going to play another 100 more to get the island the way mm-hmm. I wanted to. So, yes, I enjoyed Animal Crossing, loved what I had. Um, and it feels like, in which I was trying to say earlier, I feels like once I fully, fully, fully get into the game, I'm going to do like you do with Hades. I'm going to be like, oh, well, I got 10 minutes to work. Oh, okay, let me just go play Animal Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, I, I completely agree with you with that. And so it's it's been a very interesting game, first of its kind for me. And I'm like, all right, I, I love this game. It's definitely mm-hmm. my top two of Nintendo Switch games. Yeah, I, I can absolutely um, agree to that. And I'll do so by segueing into my number one, which is Animal Crossing New Horizons. <laughs> <laughs> which is, I, I mean, you probably anticipated this a while ago. When we did our top five games, uh, Animal Crossing was one of my top five all time. I was anticipating this game. Uh, it was amazing. The best part was, since it came out on a console like the Switch where everyone had it, came out right at, during the pandemic starting, it everyone was playing this game and it i was like i felt like a proud papa watching all my friends get into animal crossing for the first time <laughs> while i've been playing since i was 11 12 years old um i i booted mine up literally the other day just because uh one of my favorite like i guess it's kind of like an asmr type thing but one of my favorite noises i love the sound of the snow crunch in animal crossing when you're running on the snow really? that sound just okay. like it, maybe it's probably because when i got animal crossing i got it for christmas um so like this that was like the first like prime memory i have and like it's constantly updating because it is a year-round game um i've played a lot during halloween i completely decorated my time for halloween i've been redecorating it for thanksgiving or or, sorry for uh christmas christmas um i didn't do much of thanksgiving stuff because they only did on thanksgiving and i was busy um but yeah man animal crossing like it, it it hits my heart in the warmest places um I think I recently tweeted something like, I, I think I'll always be single because no woman can do for me what Animal Crossing has. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the series. You know, it's, it's so great. Um, I named my first pet I ever had, Isabel. Um, they've constantly kept me wanting to come back to it. I think I have close to 200 hours. I've completely redone my island multiple times. It's, it's just a nice, warm feeling that we've needed during 2020. Um, and that's why it took my number one spot really easily. And, and see, I feel like it definitely would have been my number one spot if this game didn't come out in August. And and this is what I mean by, like, how I feel the exact same way. Like, Animal Crossing got me out of, like, the very stint that I had when I got laid off. And like I said, it, it really is that game that kind of calms and soothes me and makes me happy, right? And, you know, at that time when I started looking at this game that is my number one, I was like, oh, oh no, uh, this might be an issue. I, I know <laughs> I love this game way too much and um, I'm gonna put too many hours in here. And literally my number one game is what Assassin's Creed should have made their fucking game, which was Ghost of Tsushima. Sucker yeah. Punch, like I, 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 I don't know how you did this Sucker Punch, but you have made the best samurai game of recent memory, probably I will I will say it probably ever. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> Besides Ninja Gaiden, if people are Ninja Gaiden fans, but I think this is better than Ninja Gaiden. But I digress. This game 
has done so much for me. And like, I love samurai films. I like Akira Kurosawa films. And like watching this reminds me of one of his films, right? And you can tell Sucker Punch, despite it being American made, but it has Japanese American art folklore, like just a lot of Japanese culture in it. And it's so good. And I think that's another thing that I loved about it. It's like, wow, they actually doesn't whitewash it in, in a sense with um, this game. And it's just so good. My only complaint about Ghost of Tsushima was the fact that the Akira Kurosawa mode or just their dub, let's be honest, their Japanese dub, I felt like it should have been the other way around because the dub for the Japanese voices are so bad. And I felt like oh. this game should have been completely voiced in like Japanese and then you dub it into English like it's an anime. Yeah. But again, it's an American company. They decided to do it the other way. Whatever. I'm not going to sit here and argue and complain. But the movement, the gameplay is absolutely amazing. The story is great. Side note, I'm just going to say this for my podcasters. Did I finish the game? No. But did I literally play it all the way to the second to last mission? Watch my brother play it because he was here for the hurt. I mean, when hur- the hurricanes was hitting my hometown. And I watched him finish the game and watch how beautiful the last six hours of the game was. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I can't. I don't want to get there just yet. So I literally yeah. am sitting on the game because I'm like, I know if I hit that point, I might do like I did with Red Dead Redemption 2, just finish it and never touch it again. Mm-hmm. And this game is too beautiful for me to do that. So I've been playing online. I've been playing everything else besides the story because I I just love this game. And it's everything that I wanted Assassin's Creed to do with like ninjas and samurais, but they didn't. And Ghost and Sucker Punch has beat the damn company that's supposed to be making this shit in the first place. Yeah. Like, I digress. It's it's funny because I was sitting here thinking like, what was number one game be? And then, I'll, and then once you said, I was like, oh yeah, guy who loves movies, totally goes Tsushima. <laughs> that is like the perfect fit. That is like the most movie ass video game to come out in recent memory. That is a beautiful work of art. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, and that's why I was. I think that's why it's my number one because like it, like I said, it reminds me of a Kira Kurosawa film, and it's just like, yes, I love it. Like it make it's again. Like you were mentioning earlier, is it a story that has been told multiple times over about a samurai learning that his way of life is not the same and he needs to adapt to it? Of course, we've heard these stories so many times before a game to do it as phenomenal and as well written as Sucker Punch did. Sorry, it, it's, it's up there in terms of my best PlayStation 4 console exclusive this year. And still, God of War is still, again, my best PS4 exclusive mm-hmm. last generation. But this is up there, definitely up there. And I don't, yeah. I don't know if everybody will agree with that, but yes, I, I enjoyed the hell out of that game. Yeah, it, it was one game that um, I, when it was announced, it was announced with like two other Samurai games at the same E3. And I was like, good Lord, there's so much going on here. So I like kind of remember which one they were. But when it came out, it definitely made a name for itself being so unique. Um, I, I, I was very intrigued by one of the first like DLCs they released, which is like the, the hell multiplayer thing. Yes. <laughs> I was like, that's so, I love that because that's so out of left field that I love that type of stuff. When they just release something that's like, hey, this is very weird. But here it is. Here it is. And and I loved, and what it reminds me of, and just to give it further explanation, it like, it reminds me of a Splinter Cell undercover, like multiplayer, where you're sitting there, you got to take down all the other different people as well. It's not like Hitman, because Hitman, you got to like kill the person first before everybody else Mm -hmm. does, or do it in a different, unique way. 
Whereas Ghost of Tsushima, it's like, we're giving you this map. You and your friend need to find a way to assassinate him and tell a story while you're doing this. Yeah. So unique and so well done. Like, it's one of those multiplayers where I'm like, okay, I want to think a little bit. And I just want to play it just to think. Let's yeah. go play some Tsushima. Like, ah, Sucker Punch, again, you've done it. I just need you to make another Sly game, but that's neither here or there. But, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I would say both of our number ones are very on brand for who we are. <laughs> <laughs> no. I would concur. I would concur. No. Um, with that being said, I was going to say, is there any other games you wanted to highlight before we head out? Um, as of good? as of this year, nothing. Um, I mean, I pl- like the games I play a lot of. I played a lot of um, Dead by Daylight, which is a game that's been out for like four years now. Um, for a while, I was kind of into GTA V. I think that's mainly because I was seeing all the cyberpunk stuff and was getting that mood. Um, Smash Brothers continues to release new DLCs. That's an ongoing game. But honestly, it's like this year, the, I'm glad you only asked me for a top five because if you asked me for a top ten, there's no way in hell I could do it. I was going to um, say that. There was no way in hell. No. Especially no. as someone who pretty much exclusively plays on PC. Like all the games that I've I've been very much like, hey, I don't want to buy games. Oh, Phasmophobia, I guess, is a game to oh, shout out. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. That that's one. Like, it's not a great game. Um, it doesn't. It wouldn't crack my top five. But it's, but so it's a fun, fun game. to watch you play it. Yeah. Like, it, on your it's, Twitch, it's, it feels so fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's not well. It. I mean, it's not horribly made, but it's not like a well crafted game. Um, it but it's me fun. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's a fun little time waster. Um, but other than that, like they're a lot of the games I played this year were older things. Like I, I, uh, I started speed running Mario 64 a bit. Um, I got my time oh. down to under 30 minutes. Um, which, yeah. Super Mario 3d all-stars, which technically is a remastered. Yeah. Switch, but yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the thing. I, I, I had some negative things to say about that only because the version that they put for Mario 64 out was so... the kind of patched version of Mario yes. 64. Um, it, but you know that it's cool that a lot of these games are coming out um, and people are getting to play them again. Like that's the upside of re- these releases, right? But I, I, and I'm, I'm more okay with the game being re-released or relaunched years and years after. I'm not a big fan of hey, it was on the last year's. Like that's one of my biggest qualms originally with Last of Us. It was a PS3 game and then a PS4 game. I'm like, just give it a give it a console <laughs> generation before you right. release it. So, um, but other than that, yeah, n- nothing major that really came out this year. This year. Like I said, there wasn't a lot of great. There wasn't a lot of stuff I liked, but there was a few really heavy hitters, and that's what made the list. And I was just gonna say that, like, as what I was gonna say, I feel like this is the most wins and the most losses of a game year that I've seen yeah. in a while. Like, granted, there are so many problems that happened with gaming this year that we can talk about, like with Blizzard, um, Ubisoft dealing with their bullshit, EA literally not doing anything with their sporting games, which that's a whole different rant to get on. But the games that we did get that literally hit the mark that we needed. Like, again, Animal Crossing came out in the, in the perfect spot yeah. to be where it needed to be. Um, Ghost of Save the world. <laughs> right. Ghost of Tsushima did a great telling of terms of storytelling. And, like, there's so many other games that feel like this year that just was the highlight that we needed. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I, I enjoyed every moment that we had. Granted, did we have a lot of terrible gaming shit this year? Yeah, but the games that I played that I enjoyed that came out this year definitely made the highlight for this year. Absolutely. Well, I was going to say, that is it from us here, guys. Uh, let me ask this, uh, James, before we head out. Is there anything you would like 
my audience to know? Did you want me to, like, is there anything you like them to know that you're doing upcoming projects, anything personal going on? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I've, so I've been getting pretty fun times on the old Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash the James Allen, all one word. Um, I finally recently got my first payout from Twitch, which was super cool. Um, I, as of lately, I just, I've been streaming through all the Metal Gear Solid series, all the Donkey Kong Country series. Um, and I also do karaoke on there for small tips and bits and stuff like that. Which is fun to watch. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, um, I, I was playing Spelunky last night doing Drunky Spelunky. Um, Sunday fun day I've been doing, uh, now where I was going to debut Hades, but I'm probably gonna start a new file cause I'm actually pretty far into my other file. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a fun time. Um, Feel free to throw me a follow. Come check it out. I I have a good time. That that's the best thing. Is like I I don't always have a huge audience, but the people who are there are having fun, and so am I. So I like it a lot. And I was just gonna say, being able to watch your your streams when I can, whenever I have availability, it's so fun to watch that and be entertained with that. And I will put his number of approval. His link for his Twitch will be in the episode description. So definitely, will, I would definitely say give him a shot and watch it because again. It is not like everybody else. It's not like all the other Twitchers that I, I, I see there. James makes it unique and it's fun and it's entertaining every time. Again, I don't know if you're going to do this anytime soon. Please give us a James Game Show very soon. I did one recently. What? I did one the other week. Yeah, it's up on YouTube. Um, I also posted on Facebook. I'll, I'll send you the link. But yes, I was going to mention, I also do, I'm going to do once a month. I'm bringing back the trivia James Game Show Adventure Time uh, or yes. Adventure Party. Sorry um i i've i've reworked it a bit um yeah i i've gone instead of having two teams of two it's been one person each because it's easier to get three contestants than six but yeah i'll, I'll send you the i'll send you the link it's, i also have it on youtube so it's a lot of fun doing that yeah and that will also be in the link in the description so you can see that as well so again james i just want to say thank you so much for coming on you're amazing thank you're you for having amazing. me um he will be a pike on the show season two like i said i'm going to be wrapping up this season also I will be doing a mail um, a mailbag. Yeah, I'm calling it a mailbag. Should it, not mail, <laughs> mailbag. Um, that link will be also in the description of the episode, also, so you'll be able to ask me questions you want to know, anything that you want me to just talk about or rant about on the mailbag episode. Definitely do that. But with all that, guys, thank you again, James. Uh, you enjoy the rest of your week, and everybody else. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>